what does the average week look like for you? Sure, it may start with church on a Sunday morning, but by Monday morning, can any of us remember what the sermon was about? We spend so much of our lives doing so many things, transporting our kids around, spending too many hours in the office, trying to find time to spend with our spouse. But most of what we do related to our faith is crammed into about 80 minutes on a Sunday morning. Did you know that in a week there are 10,080 minutes? If we're spending 80 of those related to our faith, what are we doing with the other 10,000? That's what this podcast is all about. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad that you're listening to this episode of the 10,000 podcast as we bring God into those 10,000 minutes of our lives. I'm Matt Wolf. I'm, I'm here with Sawyer Trapp. How's it going, everybody? Good to ha- be back. Yeah, good to be back. We took last week off. Well, we didn't take it off. <laughs> we just couldn't find time to record last week. <laughs> Too busy, in fact. Too busy. And so we're going to finish up our um, series that we've been looking at the Proverbs that Solomon wrote in the book of Ecclesiastes today. We're finalizing that. We're finishing that up. Mm-hmm. Moving on from the Havel, the meaninglessness <laughs> of Solomon and Ecclesiastes. And then Sawyer is expecting That's right. a little girl. Yes, very soon. Very so. soon, yeah, any day now. So we are probably going to take a few weeks off, mm-hmm. let him get used to being <laughs> a dad and having no sleep because Woo-hoo. it's not like you get used to sleeping, you get used to uh, not sleeping <laughs> there ever you go. again. Perfect. The same. Yeah, and then so in a few weeks we'll be back with a new um, uh, run of these podcasts, a new season, I guess. That's right, season two. Season two of the 10,000 <laughs> coming soon. It'll be good, so probably look out for that about the end of August, mm-hmm. beginning of September. We'll launch that second season. We're excited about that. But today, what we're going to look at is Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verses 1 through 6, where we get a master's in finance. A master's in finance. And this is kind of a joke, but Dave Ramsey, who is the guru. The guy. The man, Financial Peace University, great radio show, mm-hmm. really exciting to see. Man, he's got some energy when he Have talks. you seen him speak before? Just videos. Oh, okay. I was going to say that. Man, cool. he gallops yeah. across the stage oh, yeah. like a gazelle. Love him. <laughs> but one of the things he says, and I think he's right, is that if you read Proverbs... Mm-hmm. And I think that would include some of these Proverbs in Ecclesiastes as well. He right. says, if you read Proverbs over and over again and understand it, you'll have a master's degree in finance. Mm. You thought you needed to go get your MBA. You just need to read your Bible. Well, I think he, he says it right. Not only reading it, but understanding it. Understanding it. it. If you read it, it. understand yeah. it, apply it to your life. Seriously, there's so much wisdom and insight yeah. About finance. I mean, people are studying it. They'll spend thousands and thousands of hours studying it, researching it, and the conclusion will be exactly what one of the Proverbs said. Mm -hmm. So we're going to look at some of those today, basically four Proverbs Mm -hmm. that break down over those six verses that are so good about money, about finance, about investments, about diversifying your portfolio. (laughs) So let's jump in to verse one of Ecclesiastes chapter 11. So in this verse, we read, Ship your grain across the sea. After many days, you may receive a return. Invest in seven ventures, yes, in eight, but you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. Hmm. So maybe if you've read some of the older versions or you've heard this as a saying, verse 1 will often be translated as, 
throw your bread on the water or cast your bread oh, I've heard on that the water. Before. Yeah. And, you know, that sounds weird. And <laughs> so we're going to give our best interpretation. There's kind of two main interpretations mm-hmm. of what this means. And so we're going to give what we think. Yeah. Um, is when it says ship your grain across the sea after many days, you may receive a return is that some investments are long term. Yeah. So if you can imagine a farmer selling grain in whatever BC, 800, <laughs> 900 BC when Solomon lived, yeah. this is a long process. So you finally harvest the grain. It's ready in the fall, say. Yeah. Um, I think wheat harvest is twice a year, so I guess it could be any time <laughs> of the year. But if you're going to ship it across the, the sea, you're talking about the Mediterranean Sea because they were in That's Israel. Right. Right. And this is sending it maybe to Greece or to Turkey or all the way over to modern-day Italy or into mm-hmm. North Africa. You're talking about weeks, months that you're sending it, and you're entrusting it to a merchant. So then it's a while before they can come back. So three months on a ship voyage to get to the marketplace, another three months to come back. A month of selling. You're talking about half a year. Half a year maybe more before you ever see the income. Mm. But we're supposed to do that. Now, he doesn't say you will receive a return, <laughs> but he says you may receive a return. Yeah. Because sometimes we have long-term investments that we need to put money into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you were talking earlier about how you, you set up a college fund, right, for your yeah. daughter. <laughs> you can start thinking about it. Yeah, as soon as you soon. get that Social Security number, there you, you go. can set it up. Definitely will have to. And you got to look around because each state has a different uh, fund that does it, has better returns. Oh, or okay. Good to so, know. yeah, we did some research and tried to figure out the best bet of, yeah. of where we could invest. But yeah, we, we set up one for our daughter McKinley, mm-hmm. and she's now two and a half. And I just got this statement the other day, and you know, not only was it the money that we had put in monthly, but there was an additional six hundred dollars yeah. that had invested. And I was like, dang, she's got more money in her college fund than I had. <laughs> Mom and Dad, I love you, but <laughs> I didn't have a college fund when I went to college. And right. although at the same time I look at it, and based on the prognostication of the future. Oh, the projections, yeah. The projections, we'll have enough to pay for one semester of college. Hey, <laughs> one semester of college yeah, yeah. one semester of college. I'm hoping that it's more than that. Yeah. But yeah, it's at least something, right? Right. And we're just trying to think for the future. And when mm-hmm. you do those long-term investments, whether it's a college fund or an IRA or whatever you have, you know, for us ministers, there's 403Bs that you can set up, mm-hmm. whatever it is, got to invest and go in for the long term. Yeah. And it's good to do that. We're commanded to have long-term investments. Now, we may lose money, which happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, I was really starting to get into our investments last summer. Oh, yeah? And in August, man, we were doing great. I was like, whoa, like, this is <laughs> awesome. I was looking at it every week, recording oh, it, wow, tracking nice. it. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, you know, there was a, a plummet last fall and even into some of the spring. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Looking at it weekly was just almost depressing. <laughs> and I talked with a few people who are way smarter than me when it comes to finance. Yeah. In, in fact, one woman who's brilliant with finances, and she said, Matt, I only check my long-term investments once a year. <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe weekly isn't so helpful. Yeah, you're going to stress yourself out. Yeah, especially if I'm thinking, okay, these investments are for our retirement. <laughs> i got a few years. Let's hope. Yeah. Yeah, and with Social Security <laughs> the way it is, might be into my 70s or 80s. Yeah, maybe so. Retires. So it's going to be a long time. So I need to think of the long term because we may receive a return. That's right. Still got to do it. Still got to do it. And I think that continues on in what he says in verse 2. He said, invest in seven or 
eight ventures even because you don't know the disaster that's going to come on the land. Hmm. So not only do we need to be investing long-term, yep, thinking long-term, but diversifying in what we're investing in. Right. Man, you have to pay a financial advisor to tell you that, don't you? There you go. This is free advice. <laughs> not from us, but from the Bible. Yep. Yeah. From God. And I just think about, I mean, you know, Bitcoin was this popular mm-hmm. new currency that came out a couple of years ago, and yep. people were obsessed with it, and it was going to be the wave of the future, and people put loads of money into yep. this. You said you had a friend earlier that made some intense decisions about where they were going to put their money. Put a little too much money in Bitcoin. Yeah. And and you may or not know, but now a lot of people can't access their money. Hmm. It's literally unaccessible because they lose the password or the system goes down and they have thousands or millions of dollars stuck. In in one day, I mean, things can change drastically for these companies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, diversification is so important Mm -hmm. Um, in in different... Mutual funds. Well, I don't even know what you're <laughs> buying. Bonds, mutual funds, stocks, trading, stocks, trading, international. Uh, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you got to diversify and, and invest in a lot of different things. I don't even know if people realize this, but people who this is what they do, mm-hmm. like in Silicon Valley, yeah. these guys, yeah. big capital investors, they will throw money at a hundred different companies. Yeah, and if just one of them hits. Man, they are a brilliant billionaire. <laughs> Seriously, like people. No, it is, it is true. But they failed ninety nine times. But if you get successful one time, it's worth it. That's right. And most of us don't realize it. Oh, they were so brilliant to pick Twitter, you know, or Uber, put, or Uber yeah, to or put Lyft money or whatever. In. Yeah, they weren't brilliant. They just were throwing their money in whatever. That's right. Venture capital. Seen what sticks. Yep. That's diversify. Yeah. Diversify. So that's the first insight we get from our uh, to get our master's degree in finance. And the second one comes in verses 3 and 4 of chapter 11. It says, If clouds are full of water, they pour rain on the earth. Whether a tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where it falls, there it will lie. And then verse 4, Whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. Hmm. So this is a confusing connection. It took us a little while to, to think through this. But in, in verse 3, when it says, if clouds are full of water, they pour rain. I mean, that's pretty obvious. It's cause and effect, right? Dark clouds equal rain. <laughs> then whether a tree falls, there it lies. Okay, if a tree falls down, it's going to lie there. Gravity has brought it and done its work. It's not moving. It's not moving. It's not getting back up and walking around. It's not an ant. <laughs> okay. It's not Groot. It's not Groot, yeah. yeah. It's not moving around. Yeah. So it's cause and effect, cause and effect. Yeah. And then verse 4, here's this curveball, this twist. Whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. So there are things we know, cause and effect. This is going to happen. Winter is coming. You know, it's (laughs) going to happen every year. And yet there are other things we don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe the storm is coming. Maybe not. So if you're looking in an agricultural society, should we plant the grain right now? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a little windy today. It's a little windy. Uh, There might be a storm. Maybe I'll wait till tomorrow or the next day or next week or next month. You can't know the cause and effect Mm -hmm. of even little things like the weather. Mm -hmm. We don't know. So just do it. Yeah. We just got to do it. Yeah. So if we're continuing looking at the situation around us, trying to evaluate when the best time is, Mm -hmm. the best time may never come. Right. There's a quote that says, if you wait for the perfect time, it will never come. Yes. Right now is the perfect time. I believe it. Get out there. Do it. Do what you need to do. Do it well, mm. but do it. Yeah. Have some faith. They say the faith 
is so evident in the life of a farmer. Because mm-hmm. when they plant, they're scattering seed, hoping for the best. There's so many factors that are out of their control. Sure. Sure, definitely. Yeah, yeah and you don't know. You just got to do it. You just got to You got to start the venture. You got to go to school. You got to mm-hmm. buy the house. You know, you can't <laughs> wait for the perfect market. Right. You know, there's no perfect market. Mm-mm. There's never a perfect time. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to go for it. Some more business advice. <laughs> and it continues on. Um, takes a little bit different direction. So we moved maybe beyond investments to more general outlook on life in verse 5. It says, as you do not know the path of the wind, you don't know what's coming, or even how a body is formed in a mother's womb, so you cannot understand the work of God, the maker of all things. Mm. I think maybe Solomon is dealing with some pride issues. Maybe in his own life, you say, well, I've got all these investments, I've diversified, I've set plans. I'm controller of my life. Hmm. I know what's going on. I know what's going to happen. Yep. But then he acknowledges, you don't even know the path of the wind. Right. You don't know that the magic of how babies are formed, the, 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 all the things that take place to require life coming into the world, the existence of life. How can you not understand those things and expect to know the works of God? Right. Things that God has in control. I, I think of the end of Job where Job starts to question God of why this is happening. And God just goes on him. Like, where were you when all these things happened? Right. How to control yep. the tides, the foundations of the earth. You don't know. We don't know. Right. Yeah. I, I, I've told the story in one of my messages about the, the woman with a Ph.D. in physics mm. who came up to me after a sermon talking about faith and she's like i don't know about this faith stuff it's beyond it's above my pay grade <laughs> i was like if it's above your pay grade i don't know <laughs> what are the rest of us gonna do but even she admits that you know mm-hmm. we don't know certain things um it, it's interesting that it uses a mother's womb as, mm-hmm. as that place where there's a lot of mystery there yeah. you know your your wife is cooking one right now <laughs> my wife if listeners you don't know is cooking two right now that's right and we've learned a lot more since Solomon's days. We yeah, have ultrasounds. Definitely. We have a lot more insight into medical knowledge. Mm-hmm. There's some things we still don't understand how they work. Yeah, We don't understand some of the things about the womb, especially when it comes to twins. Like I, Before we found out that they're fraternal mm-hmm. twins, we were. Well, I was looking at um, identical twins and how they're formed and, yeah. and what that looks like. And it's still kind of a guess. Interesting. Like, yeah, they, they think that there might be two different types of identical twins. Does the egg split or or so does the sperm is there two different sperms with one eggs and then it splits does the egg split after the sperm comes okay I see or what you're or do the egg split and then there's two different sperm i don't know there's different ways i guess one sperm and then the egg splits i don't i don't even know but <laughs> i was looking at it and like there's two different ways that identical twins could be formed yeah. and then another way for fraternal twins mm-hmm. you know so it's like interesting yeah sarah and i were talking the other day because she's, I mean, she's at a point where she could have the baby any day now. Yeah. We are talking. they got to figure out at some point, like, what causes labor, and they can mm. guess exactly when it's going to happen. They don't but they that. haven't yet. Right. It's That's very much like, well, any day now. So when you know? if we don't know that kind of stuff, we certainly don't know the future. Right. We don't know the future. Mm-hmm. I think this advice, this this financial guru that we get in this <laughs> Proverbs here, is similar to what James says. Mm-hmm. You know, James is the Proverbs of the New Testament. Yeah, Jesus definitely. is brother James. And in chapter 4, verse 13, he writes, Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. 
why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or do that. Yeah, that's so true. We do that, right? We're like, well, we're making all these plans, probably buy a house next year, mm-hmm. year after that, have kids, right. settle down, find a new job. It's good to it's good to have an idea of what to do in your life, but for honest, we don't we don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, we have to hold things with a looser hand, yeah, a looser grip. Like these are my plans. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. You need to think long term. We already covered <laughs> that. You need to invest long term, right. but you got to have open hands with what God brings you. Yeah. Um, one of the things we talk about, like even at our elder board meeting this last week, we're thinking about annual plans. Mm-hmm. We're coming up with plans. We're doing business, thinking about all these things we want to do and accomplish. But we have to say, okay, we typed up that great plan, but really we're planning in pencil. Mm, yeah. It's all planning in pencil. This sounds great, intricate, awesome. It's pencil. Mm-hmm. It'll change. <laughs> it will change, guaranteed. You just got to do your life that way. You got to do your business that way. You got to do your finances that mm-hmm. way. Plan in pencil. That's right. Okay, and then that brings us to the final proverb of this section of Ecclesiastes, the final proverb that we're going to cover now in the 10,000 podcast, yeah. it's 11.6. Sow your seed in the morning, and at evening let your hands not be idle. For you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both will do equally well. So, once again, it's saying we don't know what's going to happen. So sow your seed in the morning. That's doing your day job. Right. We don't want to be like those priests a couple weeks ago who are feasting in the morning and don't have enough time to work. There you go. Good recall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you work more in the morning. You do your day job. Mm-hmm. And at evening, let your hands not be idle. Well, guess what? Sometimes it's nice to have a side hustle. There you go. You know, sometimes you need to diversify your skills, mm-hmm. your income stream. It's helpful. And I think this is was so good in, in the agricultural world. When I was in Nebraska, surrounded by farmers oh, yeah, in sure. town, Nebraska, there was one year where we were while we were there where we had two terrible hailstorms. Wow. The first one it was literally baseball size hail. Oh my gosh. But that wasn't the bad storm. Oh, that wasn't I mean, even the bad one. No, the next storm about three weeks, a month later, was golf ball size hail. Mm-hmm. But the winds were forty five degrees, mm-hmm. like I think coming north to south. So it, it literally for about a ten mile swatch just sliced right through just sliced through all the corn, which was about shoulder height at that point. Yeah. All of it was chopped in half. Wow. So it ruined all the farms from it. So even though they have insurance, mm-hmm. it's great. They've diversified. They have the they have the plan, and that's yep. the thing. But they still only get forty percent, mm. um, basically, of what you get, uh, what you could have made with your income selling, it, selling yeah. your crops. So that means a lot of them had to do cover crops. Mm-hmm. You know, a smaller, shorter time crop that you could still make a little bit of money on. Um, could you then turn your field into a feed, mm, mm-hmm. a feedlot for to bring in some other animals? animals you yeah. got to have different forms of investment. Maybe you need to invest in ethanol. That's what a lot of <laughs> the corn farmers did because even if the the corn market's down, ethanol market might still be up. Yeah, you're having different income streams. Right, and you're planning for the inevitability of when things happen. Yeah, you may do equally well in both. I mean, right. he acknowledges things might be going great for you. Yeah, or Things may not succeed, but we need to plan. We need to plan ahead. We need to make sure that we're doing our work, doing it well, but also having, you know, a backup plan, yep. a side hustle. Yep. Drive for Uber or Lyft. Lyft. I yeah. did. You know, we yeah, do whatever Uber. it takes. Yeah, have another. Yeah. Or even another option for an income stream. Mm, you yeah. know, I, I've known a lot of people that will specialize. 
And when you specialize, you can make good money. Mm -hmm. This is my lane. I'm staying in my lane. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it excellently. Well, what if that lane dries up? What if no longer can you work in that specific specialized role or the the market change, technology changes, and the role is eliminated? Right. Well, if you only have one skill set at work and you've worked in the same thing for 30 years and now you're in your 60s, what do you do? Yeah. So sometimes it helps to have a little bit of diversity in your Mm skill set. Yeah. That may be the way that you do that. Yeah. So not only diversifying our investments, diversifying our life, our skills, Mm. what we know how to do. Right. So that does mean it may be a good thing to ask like your boss, hey, can I get some experience working in a different department mm-hmm. or with a different skill? Can you give me more responsibility? That may sound crazy, <laughs> but that may be the way that you prepare yourself for the future right. in case your main hustle, the, <laughs> the sowing the seed in the morning, yeah. doesn't work. You need the side hustle too. Definitely. So there you go. You didn't need to pay $10,000 a year. <laughs> you didn't need to get your MBA online at the University of Phoenix. <laughs> Or the Grand Canyon University. There you, if you go. Want to go Christian. You didn't need to do any of that. We just gave you your first course in your master's degree of finance. That's right. And now the rest is up to you. Look at the rest of Ecclesiastes. Dive into those proverbs. Really look at what that strong biblical wisdom. Because there's awesome stuff in this book. And don't just read it over and over again. Don't just listen to this podcast. Do it. Apply it. Bring it into your 10,000. Yes. Thank you, Sawyer. Yeah, that's what we want you to do. So thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you've subscribed, that you've liked this, you've rated us, and you've shared it with a friend. We will see you back in a few weeks. Hope you have a great rest of your summer. You too. Bye.